Hello. Hey. Hello. We're counterculture. Let's unpack. Counterculture, and I am Hessa. We're here in episode three, and we're going to be talking about masculinity. We're here recording again with Belong Studios. Check our Instagram, you're going to find their link there. And we're super excited to be here today. So, today's a really special episode because we have two guests with us, and yes, they're male because we're going to be talking about masculinity, and so that makes a lot of sense to have them here. And to start off, we're going to go around and we're all going to say our name, maybe something about ourselves, and then when was the first time you became aware of expectations for your gender, whether that be masculinity or femininity? Khalid, do you want to start us off? Hi, I am Khalid, and I guess I'm about to be 26 years old. I've lived in Kuwait most of my life. And I became aware of the expectations of being a male in this society when I was around 11 years old. I had some fear of bugs, and I still do any any bugs. Literally, like a fly can be in the room and I'll be agitated. So I think, uh, what's that called? What kind of phobia is it? It's a very real phobia, okay? I'm a man. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but But I remember like... There was like a cockroach or something and I killed it in my room, but I didn't want to touch it. I really froze and I couldn't do anything about it. And then I called my dad to help me out. And he got really irritated, like excessively pissed off. And he even asked me, he was like, what are you, like a woman? And that's when I realized like, damn, that was so unfair. <laughs> but that's when I realized I needed to toughen up, I guess, in his eyes, even though my fear was real and it is still to this day. Uh, yeah. That was when I realized I need to be a man. Hessa? For me, as a, well, not masculine, but feminine, I kind of had to look a certain way, especially with my family and my mom. I couldn't leave the house without her approving of how I look like. So I had to kind of break that out when I started, like, kind of growing up. And I was like, okay. And doesn't really matter what I look like, feminine or not feminine. Um, I just want to be who I am and not kind of in a box that a society has like put me in. Hi, my name is Zuki. I guess first time I was aware of the expectations, I don't even remember how old I was. I guess I fell as a kid while I was playing or something. I got hurt and I automatically heard. I was like, like don't cry. That was the first time I was aware and oh okay, I need to like not cry, I have to be strong. I remember the first time, particularly in this society, I became aware of the expectations for my femininity. I was probably eleven or twelve, so I had just moved to Kuwait. I was in my grandpa's house and with all my cousins and ever since I was little I always I just really liked hanging out with the boys, just like doing sports and, and running around. And at one point, I mean, I was a kid, I was probably like confused. I think I was like trying to assert myself in some way so I was making like a really strong male voice like deep voice with those guys like hey, hey, like something like that and I remember one of my aunts heard me and she went and told my parents that your daughter is like speaking like a guy like a man and I didn't even think it was like I was just playing but then I became really aware of like okay like am I supposed to then talk a certain way and I think that just escalated over time, specifically in the society. When I moved here, I was very shy because I didn't speak Arabic that well. And so I was quickly cast as the shy girl amongst my extended family. And I became applauded for that in a weird way. So I used to, people used to be like, oh, Reem is such a good girl. Like, she's always hadia, she's always calm. And she's always, like, to stay, like, she's always shy. And it was always seen as a positive thing. So I always thought, okay, I'm being a good girl if I don't speak up too much, if I'm, like, quite shy. And, and yeah, I think that took a really long time to get over and to, to understand. Okay. Well, uh, it's called insectophobia. <laughs> found, were you giggling that that whole time yeah, here i thought really, you were listening again like one other thing is like i never i never thought like expected it to be that kind of a phobia but then you know for the past uh i don't know 
a couple of years ago or something, I realized it was it was not normal because most of my friends, guys or girls, and even kids, like they'd be around insects and whatever, and you know some of them would let them crawl on you, you know, have fun with them, and it was absolutely fine, right? But to me, it scared the living insert whatever word you want <laughs> out of me, and so I thought that was kind of unreasonable. But yeah, it's it's one of the many things that kind of like that was the most vivid one for me because my dad literally went bonkers and even my mom was like oh what is this even to this day like looking back at it it's like was he going through something but it was and it still is uh, a big expectation and i understand femininity is like it's literally two sides of the same coin to guide our discussion we're using this resource that was created by justin baldoni from jane the virgin great show <laughs> and he created this great resource after giving this really famous TED talk about being man enough, which we actually watched right just before yeah, recording. It's a pretty good TED talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Kind of to get us thinking about these and, and how gender expression kind of manifests in our own lives. And so we're going to use some of the questions that he outlined in that resource that you can anyone can find on his website if you just Google Justin Baldoni, man enough. And we recommend exploring these questions with people around you to kind of understand your own expressions of masculinity so the first question we want to look at is and we kind of started to touch on this with that first question and it's what are the unwritten rules of masculinity and when did you learn these rules and who taught you and let's ask this specifically within the context of kuwait and hasa this can apply to you too because masculinity is present in like our society and affects women as well yeah girls are definitely aware of what masculinity is and they kind of steer away from it. And I think that's kind of the definition of it, right? It's like when we were growing up, it's like, don't be like a girl, you know? Don't, uh, I don't know, put on makeup, talk like them, uh, you know, can't knit, cook, whatever a woman does, you're supposed to steer away from, right? And so that kind of defined masculinity, at least in my opinion, especially in Kuwait society. I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but we're all closed up. No one talks about anything. And I'm not talking about like just guys and guys or girls and guys and girls and girls. No, no one talks about some deep issues. Like We all you, suppress, I agree. Yeah, we're yeah. very, very suppressed. And if someone kind of opposes something and everyone starts agreeing with them, it's like, oh yeah, uh, it's like a girl, man. You like to you know, cook, you like to knit, you like fashion, what man, wearing pink or something. And everyone would just agree on it, even though later on it becomes kind of normalized. And it kind of comes expected once you graduate from high school and you go off to university you're kind of expected to learn how to cook you're kind of expected how to do laundry all these things they make you into an individual right you know if you don't know how to do these things i think you're lacking some very essential life skills even if you're a guy absolutely 100 percent. did you get that realization being in kuwait or i think when i lived abroad definitely when i lived abroad Mm -hmm. Do you think if you hadn't gone abroad? Did you grow up here in Kuwait? I grew up in the States. I didn't grow up in Kuwait. Okay. But I moved back to Kuwait when I was like nine years old. Okay, cool. So when you came to Kuwait, did you feel like those lessons of, okay, needing to do these quote-unquote more feminine things, like, I don't know, laundry, what else did you say, cooking, do you feel like you would have learned it if you studied in, in Kuwait rather than abroad? I don't know, honestly. But maybe I did have the privilege of learning it because I did go to study abroad, but... I want to say, like, yes, because I always like to learn how to do things. But that's just me personally. I can't speak for everybody else, you know? Okay, cool. So you guys mentioned suppressing, that we are a culture that suppresses. Mm -hmm. What is it that we're suppressing and why? It seems like it's everything, you know, everything that means something, at least. Something that makes us develop. So if we steer away from our typical norm, I don't know, cultural behavior in a way. Guys do guy things, like they sit in the duani and they drink coffee, smoke cigarettes, and kind of talk about money and businesses and women and whatever. And women, they sit around and they gossip. That was like the norm, right? So if we wanted to merge between a different culture, like let's say when you go abroad and you become more of a complete person, take care of yourself, you learn that whatever your mom was doing, taking care of you, you took it for granted, right? That makes you grow as a person. And then you come and you kind of impose your um, new lifestyle in a way on them. It becomes heavily rejected and it's so difficult. So the suppression comes from uh, like familiarity. They don't want something that's unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. So this is what they grew up in. That's been happening for 20 years. And I faced that with my family. Right? I came back and I tried to be myself. And it was very difficult because communication wasn't the same. 
like I was trying to bring in my perspective and trying to change like my entire family's perspective, which was wrong, to my family. So do you think what we're suppressing is emotion? Emotion, vulnerability, just being weak as a person. You can't really say all of that to like your dad or your mom. You kind of have to suppress it or you're going to be... Why? Fair. Because it's seen as weakness. Yeah. Weakness. You have to... You don't have to. Okay, let me correct myself. It's expected to suppress your insecurities, your fears, everything that is seen as not strong, I guess. And for example, like in my household, we never talked about emotions. We never talked about it. Like, it wasn't a thing that, oh, okay. Like, even, like, I was a household of girls. It was me and my sister and, like, my mom. And it was just, like, all girls. And we did not talk about emotions, which is a huge thing. So that's why, for me, kind of femininity and masculinity, the line is blurred. Because, like, I didn't grow up with brothers. Uh, my dad passed away when I was pretty young. So I learned how to be a feminine from my mom. And like the masculine side, I had to also kind of do it to survive in Kuwait. So that's why like you asked me, what is what's your definition of masculinity or femininity? And I was like, huh, I don't know. I was doing maybe both. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was pretty hard growing up. When you do things in Kuwait. So I've felt that I've depended a lot on like my male relatives to help me do things like government stuff because it just is so much easier when there's a guy when there's a man you like not having that in your life did you ever experience challenges wow uh yeah i did uh, i there was a lot of times where i would actually go do my paperwork where the guy would be like where's your dad where's your where's your brother why are you here doing this and i'm like can you just please do my paperwork without asking me these questions just like halusni tikfa. I get asked that question a lot, but hey, I at the end of the day I get my work done. Whether there's no male role model or presence, and I just finish my work, and that's like I've been doing it all my life. So I have a question for you. Do you think the idea of masculinity in our society now is kind of being jeopardized because we're reaching a state where it's different to the past that women can do everything on their own now, so men are may maybe a bit afraid of that. And it kind of jeopardizes their masculinity. Yeah, a little bit. Because at this point, I'm like, okay, why Why do I need a man in my life where I can actually do pretty much everything? Not have a... <laughs> Cue Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really. Because, like, it's been really hard. Like, sometimes I'm just like, this is too much. I don't want to deal with this. I'm done. But then at the end of the day, I'm like this is my life this is how it is i have to get on with it whether there's a man or not but to your question it's it's kind of true for me i kind of want a male role model to kind of support i don't want him to help me or like i'm independent as i am i want someone to kind of hold my hand and walk with me and not pushing like not like holding my hand and pulling me or vice versa me holding his hand and pulling him like we're in a state like especially right now in this era we're both independent we're both mm -hmm. financially stable so we kind of have to support each other and rely on each other versus the roles before where it was like the woman was a housewife and the man was the provider but now they're both providers and they're both kind of supporting each other so yeah kind of i want to turn your question right back at you zuki like do you think that men feel their masculinity is being jeopardized by women being able to do a lot of things and so they're like grabbing onto it i tighter. don't want to speak for all men but uh <laughs> <laughs> um i would say from what i see that yeah i do think How yeah, so? I, because uh a vast majority of men are afraid of strong women and how do mm. they how do they manifest that fear? What do you mean? How like how does it look like when you're because you say that with quite confidence? And how how does that look like? If a man is afraid of a woman, a strong woman, what does that look like? Is he kind of more angry? Is he okay. more chill? I don't know. I I don't know how the reaction would be or how like they would carry themselves or portray themselves. But think about it like this: if a woman is successful at her career, then she probably worked twice as hard as a man did in our society to get to where she is. And that's just fact. And mm -hmm. when people realize that, and people do realize that, they're automatically a bit intimidated. I feel, my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I wanted to say that the more that women become, or they are, you know, just as strong and they can do literally just 
as much and yeah. if not even better sometimes yeah. and in my opinion it's like thank god finally because the fact it's that it's definitely not a negative thing no 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 100 percent. and back to what you said right you want someone to walk side by side with you kind of support you while supporting themselves and you do the same it's almost like an equal uh you know we're walking parallel to each other not against each other yeah. and that's 100 percent what people should strive for like the the primitive definition of masculinity and femininity right the guy is muscular he's the you know food bearer whatever like yeah when we didn't have any technology where homo sapiens like ooh ah going out and like to kill yeah obviously biologically speaking the man was more fit to do these things right and so he went out and he sought out you know food he built shelter but then the woman made the house a home she cooked she you know took care of the kids because that was just the biological role how for did that it. look like in old in kuwaiti days like old days in kuwait i have no idea i wasn't <laughs> not that old i mean you're talking about cavemen so i feel like no, maybe no, but, talking but, about something more but like, more tangible here okay so so no but but that is kind of what it is right like that's that's we haven't changed for some reason since then it's the same idea the guy will go out will work bring the money or the food open a house pay for rent and whatever and the woman would stay at home and cook and kind of like wait for him and you know take care of them do you, and that's do you fine. feel like there's an expectation that you as a male specifically should be the breadwinner and that you should be the one sustaining the family do you I'm, feel that uh i mean in the back of my mind it's definitely there because it's been drilled into our head but it doesn't mean that i don't want to change that and it doesn't mean that i don't want to be a breadwinner or work hard and be something but that's because of me because that's what i want out of life is to actually be someone who people like my family and my friends can be proud of and it doesn't have to be in a you know monetary kind of reward in, in that kind of sense but if it comes along hey you know more money yay <laughs> it makes life easier but at the same time it, it's the wrong way to look at things in my opinion because it just creates uh kind of this conflict like if i talk to hessa and i'm like listen you know you need to settle down. I'm the man of the house. She will beat me to the ground. A hundred percent. She sure. Because because <laughs> being that strong, you know, kind of pushing through all this societal expectation and doing what you want and kind of standing on your own two feet. You respect that about yourself, right? You love yeah, that version of I'm, yourself. I'm pretty proud. Yeah. If anyone jeopardizes it, you probably shoot him because you can. And That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, she's so a rifle shooter. She is. And she can kill you. But oh, dude, no. she's trained. <laughs> we do not condone violence. <laughs> not at all. Just so you know. Yeah. But, but still, she can if she wanted to, but she won't you need to change we're we're changing society we we change the way we operate we have technology our brains are behaving differently like it just makes sense and i guess what zuki was asking is do you feel people are receptive to that change do you think currently a lot of men are excited about women becoming breadwinners too or is there still this implicit expectation that cool the woman has money too but i the man still has to be the one that brings in all the money i'm sure there are people who think this way but the more educated you are you know, the <laughs> the more you understand. What do you mean it, by more educated? Like, like the you, more, the less entrenched you are in masculine up expectations, or you, or what? Okay, have you ever uh, stepped on a strong woman's toes? They're fierce. They will like let you know that this is wrong. You Absolutely. can't do it, and and that's respectable in a way. You can't fear that. You mm-hmm. you want to nurture it because it's only right, in my opinion. Like if it's my sister, I would want to see her that kind of a strong woman. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want her to be weak. Can I ask a question? Um, would it be okay if, like, in a household, let's say, the, like, the man is expected to, let's say, pay the rent in full? And nowadays, is it okay for a woman to actually help him half and half? Would it be fine? Would Would it be okay if, like, your wife pays half the rent? Or would it be considered not her role? Um, like... I literally rejoiced <laughs> by saying by any we're supposed Sounds to like be a more, good deal. No, hundred percent. And the thing is, it, it doesn't matter, right? So if she can and she wants to, I'm not gonna stop her from doing that. That's not my place, right? That's what she wants to do, and she can do it. That's again, in my opinion, it doesn't make me less of a man. I don't feel le- less of a man. But if she didn't need to, that's also okay. But even if she wants to pay full, heck, I'll be a babysitter. I don't care. You know, maybe that's my role in the house. Maybe that's what I'm good at. But would that mean that, like, you would share kind of the responsibilities of the household, I guess? Because, like, in this, like, in the society, like, a man is not going to, like, wash just dishes or does his laundry or help with the baby care or all of that. So would that mean they would also divide all of that? I'm like, curious. I'm going to say men out there, 
If you've never washed any dishes, I swear to God, it's freaking therapeutic. <laughs> just try it <laughs> once. It's amazing. You Agreed. just do it. You, No one will talk to you. People look at you weird, but you're in your zone. That waterfall, like, shh. There's something about, like, a repetitive task. It's just, it clears hey, your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's actually refreshing even hearing you guys' responses because I think oftentimes when I have these discussions and and I don't know what it's been like for you guys when you have discussions here about femininity or masculinity or women's rights in Kuwait, I always get a lot of defensiveness, especially from men being mm. like, oh, oh, like, like you feminist, like, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> that we sound like. <laughs> no, but we don't because we don't. Not enough, at least. And then not openly. And we don't and what? Are, as honestly have these discussions. No one really does, right? I think we are sometimes under the impression that when women are demanding their rights, they're somehow trying to take something away from men. Mm-hmm. And so then there's this defensiveness and there's this kind of like, oh, it's like competition. Well, what? You want women to be doing all of these things when when maybe it's not a competition. Exactly. It's just equality. It's yeah. the fragile male ego coming into play, I think. No, agreed. A hundred percent. And like you said, there is like a method it's like a rajule muhazikhtaf, you know, and it really Can isn't Can you translate? Anymore. Uh, literal <laughs> translation is masculinity is not about shaking your shoulders <laughs> but it means like it's not about showing off your muscles and being tough and your deep voice and all that so people you know kind of strayed away from that i think masculinity is about you know strength and, and taking care of everyone around you your loved ones taking care of the girls taking care of the, of the guys not just the girls you know and being able to accept them who they are and uh, being a role model in a way uh, women can be tough. It's respectable. Men out there, just think about your moms, what they had to sacrifice and what they did when they were around you. And even if it was like the the maids that were there to raise you up, those were all women, right? They cooked for you. They took care of you. They clean up your shit. They, you know, um, tidy up your room. They put everything back where it was. That's appreciated. Like, come on, you know, do you not think that's strong? They kept yeah. you alive. Your dad just got money. Right. <laughs> so, so okay so i kind of want to go back to something that we were talking about a little bit ago which was vulnerability suppressing emotion all of that mm. and i think it's really ironic because when you go to any gathering whether it's zwara duania whatever mm-hmm. people are always saying like whatever so there's always these like very personal questions but they're loaded onto you but then there isn't actually this expectation that you're actually going to answer or like be vulnerable. There's no space in our culture for us to actually be speaking about these things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wanted to ask a question from the Justin Baldoni questions, and, and it's related to this. And it's why do we confuse being vulnerable with being weak? Mm. Any takers on that? Any takers? <laughs> Dead silence. <laughs> I honestly, like I've thought about this question a lot, and I don't know why people view it as weakness. I now think that there's nothing wrong with vulnerability. Personally, going through a lot the past couple of years in my life, I think vulnerability is healthy. Talking about whatever we're going through is absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. The more we suppress, the more it comes out in different ways in our body, in our minds, in our on our health that it has effects. In our know? actions as well. Absolutely, mm-hmm. definitely. Our actions and our reactions and mm-hmm. how we perceive ourselves. Everything. You're like yeah. in a bubble, right? Exactly. Just think exactly. about the first time you felt vulnerable, man. Mm-hmm. That was the scariest like period of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Wanting to be vulnerable and talk about my feelings. And whenever you did, you felt like you were stripped down and you're naked in front of them, right? Because you're literally the raw form of you. You are. You are. Yeah. You're stripped down to like literally your core, mm-hmm. unshielded from anything. Yep. You no have, walls up. You don't up. have your yeah. walls up. And uh, that is a scary, I think it's a very scary concept for anybody. Male or female. Yeah. You're open to judgment. Yeah. Yeah. You literally welcome everything, positivity, negativity, and you're scared more of it because it, it is going to come with judgment, right? Because you, you kind of like came out in a way and be like, this is what I'm scared of. This is what's going on with me. I'm scared of this. I'm scared of that. And But isn't there strength in that? A hundred percent. absolutely but... humbling to the point that you can see yourself in the mirror and you can decide, yeah, I like this. I don't like this. Yeah. And 100%. Then, yeah. Do you think... Or, Men have a harder time being vulnerable than women. Absolutely. Why is that? Because we're never meant to show, at yeah. least in our society, the expectation is we're never meant to show emotion. We're never meant to show weakness, fear. So do you think it's something that you just never really learn how to do growing up? Look, the thing is, when you talk about masculinity, when you're labeled as the man, you know, you're supposed to be strong. 
You're supposed to not talk about it. You're and just brush it off and you just suck it up and go about it, right? That's why it's difficult. But like uh, Zuki said, it's empowering, really, really, really empowering. It's going to suck. Yes, it's going to be horrible. Yes, you're going to go through some twists and turns and you're going to want to throw up. And But once it's all out there, it's almost liberating, right? Because you're not hiding behind anything. And then there is that period of time where you just put yourself back together. And in a way, you would really like, you would much rather be that version of yourself because then no one can attack you. There is nothing that's scaring you anymore. It's all out there. It's all been said and done. So what's the worst thing that's, that's going to happen? I mean, it is really hard. That's when I said, like, it's kind of blurred femininity and masculinity. I used to, like, if I cried, I would see myself as, like, weak. And I didn't want to do that. So I would suppress my emotions and suppress everything in there. Kind of like a pressure cooker. And it's just, like, too much pressure. And then I'll just, like kind of explode which is really it's not it's not a good thing it's not a healthy way to actually deal with your emotions that way but that's how it was in our household because i did not learn how to express my emotions so i had to kind of teach myself that growing up i mean so when i grew up i me and my sister we had kind of a six-year gap so uh, my cousins were all male and they were the only like kids that I was actually playing with. And I had a lot of Barbies, I guess, Barbie dolls. So um, my cousin, he used to just play with me. And then like my uncle and his dad would just like yell at him like, hey, no, don't play with those. You're a boy. You shouldn't be playing with those. And I'd be like, like but why? Like, I don't understand. So then he used to take my Barbie dolls and put them in the microwave and just microwave them. But, um... <laughs> Ooh, who would do that? Your cousin? That's a great science experiment, right? <laughs> <laughs> he would bring them back with really messy hair. And even if, like, he cried, he would get beaten because why are you crying? And he'd cry more. Yeah. So, like, there was just no healthy way of dealing with those kind of emotions and you know yeah. it's funny you say that because i feel like vulnerability comes really easy to me and and i wonder why that is like sometimes maybe to a fault like i'm very expressive about my emotions and that's the only way i feel good and and i think that the reason that vulnerability is mistaken for weakness is because it is often coded as feminine and when a man transgresses into that sphere of vulnerability then he is cast as feminine in some way so i think that's when we start to police the men because it's then suddenly like oh you're being vulnerable you are acting in this feminine way and this leads me to my question about like do you think homophobia is used as a way to police men and so if a man shows emotion like he's often seen as quote unquote like people call him gay and often they use that as an insult and i had this really cool guidance counselor in my university his name is dr gary glass he's amazing he used to call himself a feminist and he said that it's because like in our society what we do is we often police the feminine in men and women and so even women when they want to be seen as powerful when they want to be taken seriously they have to remove those kind of more feminine traits and so they can't be vulnerable in mm. a professional sphere because then suddenly you know oh they're like they're too much of a woman like they're too girly they're too weak when we bring in the way that our society also and not just our society like a lot of societies in that are patriarchal which is basically all of them the way that we also marginalize gay men because they are oftentimes also kind of showing a feminine-ness and so our society kind of celebrates masculinity as something strong something that is professional something that is you know like worthy of replicating and kind of solidifying especially even for women who want to enter the professional sphere but then for women like if you or for men like if they show any femininity then suddenly they're not man enough there what do you guys think of that uh that was an interesting point what you said right the feminine and I don't know, how to say but yeah, the the that's that's just an interesting way to look at it because it's very true. So that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like wow, you know what? That makes complete perfect sense. But but the, the not the, the homophobia thing. So homophobia is homophobia. I mean, 
um people it's a lot a lot of people are like that and that's you know in a way it's it's changing obviously more and more i what's changing like less people are homophobic maybe i think so at least i hope so but because because (laughs) honestly like to each their own right it's not really a big deal what happens what happens between in you know kind of closed doors stays there and that's your own kind of way of yeah your own business to each their own so like when i was in the states one of my really close friends he was gay and uh two different dudes so one is more feminine than the other right so one guy dresses up normally he likes jeans and a black t-shirt just as much as the next dude right but then behind closed doors he prefers something else and that was him and he was like a just biologically speaking a man and he had his own interests but then the other guy was more of a you know high-pitched flamboyant kind of guy right and for some reason that irked me more than the other guy that irked you irked me in a way because i like you are i don't know how to say this without being judged but no it's it's not like a i have nothing against that it's not homophobia more as you know if you were talking in a deep voice and i'm kind of putting on a show for me like this but you're obviously like this kind of like a i don't know softer voice human let's say you're a girl be that and have your own kind of things what if that is him like, what if that is how he felt like his most kind of authentic self? That's why I accepted him. He's still my friend. I never really <laughs> said that, right? Yeah, but you I said it, it irked you, so It I'm did curious. irk me, but but that's that's mainly because of that, that I felt like he can he doesn't have to put on that excessiveness, right? Hmm. Yeah, you can be a diva sometimes. Yeah, but, but th- there it is again. Like, we want our men to act like men. We don't want them to show feminine. And I think that's what, as a society, we're policing. Yeah. And so it's... So it's never just like this thing between men and women. It is, mm-hmm. it is. I think a like we police the feminine, and so yeah. I don't know, Hassa. What do you think? So when I was working in the state, I was in a company where it was mostly male dominant. I was one of two engineer female that were there. So when I would be sitting in a meeting, I would have to take away all the feminine that was in me like I couldn't have this voice I had to kind of maybe have it like louder so they can actually listen to me because if I was just talking in my regular voice I would just be disregarded and I'm it's not in Kuwait setting but like even abroad like I had to kind of take that out and I just I it felt it felt weird like sitting in a meeting 10 guys and one girl and just I cannot show any of that attributes. So I had to kind of act like they do. So like to be heard. Hmm. So um, you had to act more masculine. Yeah, pretty much. I had to be more masculine. To And how did that look like? What did you have to do? So my voice had to be louder. And I cannot say like, oh, I feel like I, that word, like anything mm-hmm. that has to be with like emotions. I cannot say it pretty much talk like a guy no emotions whatsoever so assertive assertive yeah, yeah. Um, what about how you dress that wasn't an issue because like business casual is business casual mm. um but i think a really good indication is like the fact that it's easy for us to imagine a woman wearing a blazer and a suit in a workspace but it's really hard for us to imagine where a man wearing like i don't know something traditionally feminine like a dress to go to work you know what I mean? So like it it I've shows that. I've seen kilts and Scottish people. But I mean, in a professional sphere, like yeah, yeah. I think personally, it, you mentioned the whole point of like all civilizations do go back to being patriarchal. Yeah, maybe I, I was generalizing. A, I don't know, but they do in a sense. Maybe you are. Maybe you were generalizing. I don't know, like if there were. There might be some indigenous matriarchal maybe, communities. Maybe, maybe for sure. I think that played a big role. Like we maybe have always viewed uh, patriarchal as like the male energy, I guess, as being more dominant or in control or the mm-hmm. one that we should bow down to in the name of authority, I guess. What do you guys think of that? It's just an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I believe it 100%. But... Do you believe that masculinity kind of emphasizes power? And like when uh, like a man kind of does something, the consequences and the responsibilities are not on him. It's okay. He's a man. But then if a woman asserts that kind of power, responsibility and consequences are on her more. Hmm. Um, I think masculinity is often coded as something powerful. Mm-hmm. And I think that affects how women who we're now trying to assert for equality, how we're trying to also understand our own assertion for equality. So the only way we even see power 
in our society is like okay this is what men can do that's what we want to do and so we don't almost even like have the space to try to figure out how can we understand femininity as a powerful thing and rather than just like okay how can i have access to exactly what men have because i personally like don't want to live in just like a in a male world with no emotions and punishes any form of vulnerability and expression and yet sometimes i fear that that is where we're headed when it comes to kind of asserting for our own power as women and and i don't blame women and i don't blame the movement or anything because i i do think it is i do think we have also been taught to feel shame and and even like hate those parts of ourselves that we have begun to see as weak so so i sometimes like i cry really easily with like certain authorities like i don't know when i'm in the airport or something and i and once like if my flight gets canceled or something and they're not being cooperative like you know customer service sometimes they can be really harsh mm-hmm. i immediately cry and then i like hate myself for crying and i'm just like oh why do i have to cry because they're not going to take me seriously and like i'm just going to you know like this is not going to be a good situation and and so i find myself just hating that part of me and being like oh how can i be just less emotional less kind of dramatic and and i do think over time i've become more aware of my emotion i can control them more and i don't think that that's necessarily like me policing them completely but at the same time there is this shame sometimes that i feel and i think maybe other people feel when it comes to showing emotion um one of the things um my professor told me right before i graduated she's like hasa i'm going to give you an advice do not show weakness or cry in your workspace like don't do it in front of your boss don't do it in front of your colleagues just don't show vulnerability and do not cry she's like i did that once and then now i kind of suffered the consequences so that's my advice to you Like the sad thing is that's really good advice. You it know? Is, Because is. you're an engineer, you're going to go into a masculine world because you're already going to feel like implicitly excluded. Of And course. so suddenly if you show anything that again transgresses that line where you're suddenly like, "Ooh, Hasa, you're being emotional. Wow, what a girl." Like mm. this is why girls can't be engineers. Like look, they can't control themselves. And then like, my power is automatically gone. Like yeah. no respect, no power, no like nothing. And I was just like Okay, awesome. And they like belittle you for it, right? Much, and yeah. and okay, so um so what you said, right? Like you're scared to go into this kind of emotionless world if you're trying to be more masculine, kind of adapt to the world nowadays by being a strong woman, right? And um I think that's very misguided. Like I understand the, the trouble, but that comes that stems from weakness in my opinion. Like if a girl cries in front of you and you find that as a way to be stronger than her, then you're just a weak weak dude. Like you need to learn some stuff, man. But anyway, um, so the definition of masculinity, just by uh, googling that, anyone can see. It, I'm not lying. Is qualities or attributes regarded as characteristic uh, characteristics of men? So like handsome, muscled, driven. He's a prime example of masculinity. And synonyms would be, mean like manliness, and maleness, and vigor and strength. But anyway, so the advice that your professor told you that was solid advice, and you agreed with her, correct? and that's because yeah sure okay no that's not unfortunately here's here's how you look at it you're looking at it in kind of a negative way but it's not right you're kind of adapting to the way uh, like a man views the world and how he behaves and i think we both need to behave like each other because we're at a time that vulnerability like me and zuk said like it's something that empowers you and you guys like if we cry at an airport People are gonna be like, "What the hell is what is going on? Like, did someone die in that dude's family?" That's like the the only thing that would make sense, right? But if you cry, it's like, "Oh, it's a girl, whatever." She's emotional all the time, so you need to learn how to control emotions more, like kind of like men do, right? And we need to be more expressive, like women do. Because, yeah, we need a balance. Yeah, we definitely you, need a balance. But do you do you feel that's not a bad thing? Like, would you ever anyone ever sit with you? you know a mentor and sit yeah. with you and be like hey hey i want you to act more like a woman is that your like my male mentor <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need to act like a like a woman i swear bro it's it's a thing nowadays no i'm sorry <laughs> Dude, but, like does, would that no, ever happen no 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 so no. like but be the change you want to see in the world right yeah and so this course. is why we're but, talking but I about also, it like in order to start being that change i think we need to start understanding the situation we're in you know and confronting it and, and so, here we are <laughs> you know we really are this yeah, is very Zuki, what do you think? Yeah. i agree i definitely agree like you said more men need to be more in touch with their feminine attributes mm-hmm. or like feminine energies and 
people will be kind of irked by that. Be more feminine, man. But I no, don't really. Be more feminine. Be more in touch with your emotions. Be more in touch yeah. with your core. Like actually acknowledge your emotions and you have no idea how far that'll take you in life. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you'll be punished for that in any way? Professionally, socially? You might be, but it's their strength in it. If the society punishes you for it or if professionally you get punished for it or even with those close to you, you get punished for it. You will gain strength in that, whether it's an experience or whether it's knowledge or whether it's learning something about yourself that you didn't know before. There is definitely something to be learned. The fear of that happening can't stop you from developing, yeah. right? People who, you know, had like scientific breakthroughs or, you know, psychological breakthroughs or whatever, all these people kind of defied what's the norm yeah. to be able to change. That's what makes us great as human beings yeah. is we constantly evolve, right? So why are we so stubborn about these things? I, I agree 100%. Thank like, you. I think in an ideal world, we could, all of us could mm -hmm. be free to explore both expressions of our genders so like i think we all have a little bit of masculine a little bit of feminine mm -hmm. and if we had the freedom to express that and i think the reason that so many people struggle with their gender expression whether that be masculine or feminine or somewhere in between is because our society is not always open to people just embracing those parts of themselves like i think when it comes to professionalism like i think the way that development has taken place when okay like when we when women were you know like okay now we'll give women education now we'll give women jobs like we never thought And by we, I guess, I mean, like, I guess maybe, like, society or mm -hmm. whatever. Human race. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm definitely speaking, like, yeah. very bird's eye view right now. But the structures were never changed, right? So when it comes to even things like universities, when it comes to professional circles, anything, it was more like, okay, how can we start allowing women to enter these spaces? It was never like, let's rethink this space and try to make it work because now we're gonna bring in women, right? And so... It was more like, okay, okay, let's open the door for women and they can enter, but they have to adapt to the existing structure, which is predominantly male and has been male for centuries and centuries and centuries. And that's the issue there, in my opinion, that we we have failed to reconceptualize and think about what power looks like and also what equality can look like. And so that we bring men a little bit closer to the feminine, we bring women maybe a little bit closer to the masculine, we find some sort of middle ground. Can I just ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think you're stronger with these attributes with your professor's advice? Um, I mean, what does stronger I, mean? Uh, well, I was just going to ask. What like is more comfortable. Strength like more comfortable. Yeah. Like, well, well, like that is a loaded question because yeah. you're automatically associating Okay, strong. sorry. Do you feel... Which is fine. Like I'm, like you're no, no, making no. the I'm point. Gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna word it in a, in a better way. Uh, do you? Let me think about this. So, do you think? Do you like yourself better with these attributes or with that? Add it to your own. Um, I mean, it, it makes me kind of more independent and it builds character for me. But at the same time, like my professor's advice was really hard because the amount of times that I wanted to cry in front of my boss were a lot. So I would just, again, the way I did it with my childhood, suppress it and then go to any bathroom and then cry for a little bit and then go back to my office. And I'm like, I'm good. So like... Men don't cry in the bathroom. <laughs> and no, no, seriously. Like, I mean, well, I that, that brings up a good point. That, exactly. Because, like, I wouldn't be able to work if I'm, like, in this, like, emotional mess. So yeah. I had to kind of let it all out and be vulnerable with myself mm -hmm. and then go back to the setting where, okay, I'm strong. I also used to work in, like, customer service as a technical services engineer. So I had this guy that called me. He's like, so the transformer doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. The driver doesn't work. And I'm like, okay, what is the... Just asking him simple questions. And then he just bluntly told me, you're a woman. What do you know? I want to talk to your boss. Wow. And, and this was in the U.S. That was in the States, not even in Kuwait. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I got super pissed, but as customer service, the customer is always right. So I couldn't say anything. So I put him on hold and I go to like my boss and I'm like, hey, so this, this, this happened. He's like, okay, just transfer him to me. And I'm like, but this is not acceptable. Like, <laughs> I know, like I'm doing my job 100% correctly and he's insulting me. And he's like, Hessa, it's okay. I'll deal with it. And I was like, okay. So that also made me cry. And I was like, oh, Some people need to work on that. But my yeah. point is you had a release, right? Which yeah. most men don't do anyway. Like even with themselves. They can't even face it by themselves mm. in a room and kind of get mm. themselves to really explore what's within them, right? And well, kind of let that 
go through them. Yeah, it's very difficult. So, and what would they do though? Not, see, that's why that's what I'm saying. I like sometimes I wish it was that easy, just like you have. So, in a way, you are you know kind of a uh, let's say next level being. If you've seen Dragon Ball Z, you kind of like went to your next phase. <laughs> Right, you're stronger in a way. You developed. I'm sorry oh, to bring that, but I'm, I'm hoping great. people will relate relate to that more. But that's my point. I yeah. admire that. I think that's a very strong attribute to have, and in a way, like no matter what anyone says, right, that's something that you should 100% be proud of and be very kind of aware that you have that and possess it because it only makes you stronger rather than weaker. I hope so. And no, really, so, and, and and I hope that that's what I want to change in myself, right? And be able to kind of express myself by myself if I wanted to. I agree with or that. Or with my friends, it's definitely very hard for for me personally to just, yeah. as you said, let accept that and like just go through it in a sense. It's uh, and release. Yeah, Can you talk me difficult. through how you process your emotions? Do you process your emotions? I can't even begin to explain, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, it, it's very. Uh, I don't think I understand the process completely, but uh, yeah, I'm still figuring that out. Uh, try my best not to repeat the same mistakes in a way. Definitely that, that's yeah. very difficult. And, but what uh, about actually being like, okay, I right now am feeling something. Mm -hmm. How do you begin the process of like naming that thing and processing it? And like Hessa was talking about, like going to the bathroom and crying. Yeah. What's your release? What would you Okay, do? you mean like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm very fortunate that I have been taking steps into changing how I behave, right? So if I had something that I want to tell my dad or my mom or my family, and it's like a very heavy subject, I recently began to talk to them. Even if I would break down and cry, I would literally show them the real me. Because more often than not, I would be misunderstood, you know? And that's because they wouldn't know me. And that's because I don't talk about me. And I wouldn't know me before that, right? I didn't know me because I wouldn't talk to myself and like kind of self-reflect. And uh, actually, I had this saved, but um, so there's this Japanese uh, kind of, uh, what do you call it? Understanding or mythology or something that each person has three faces. And it really, really resonated with me because so the Japanese say you have three faces. The first face you show to the world. The second one you show to your friends and close, uh, close friends and your family. And the third face you never show anyone. So you're always kind of a person within yourself and then a specific person around your friends and your family. And then kind of like a prof in a professional sense, you have that kind of persona, right? But understanding that is very difficult. You need to be self-aware, emotionally aware. And I'm not saying it's an easy journey, but so I took these steps now. So I do talk about that. I'm very fortunate because I have some friends that listen to me, male and female. Shout out to Abdullah Nayan. He is a great friend and a great listener more so than he ever knows and uh he helped me through that right and i'm very very thankful that strengthened me in ways that i never thought possible and so like even when you do something wrong and you process it wrong it's right because you learn you know what i mean is it easier for you to express your emotions to women than it is to express your emotions to men talking about your feelings for me it's definitely easier to express to a woman rather than a man why is that i I very rarely ever talk about my feelings to any of my guy friends. Even if some of my guy friends are going through something at that time, I'll pick them up for a cruise or something, and we just won't talk. And I'll know and he'll know. And we won't discuss it. Mm -hmm. And we'll just lighten the mood and just go about our day. Huh. Oh, man. Interesting. Yes, it is easier with a woman just because they're... I'm not going to say the word. More in, touch, <laughs> more in touch with their emotions. More emotionally intelligent because they have been doing it for years. Definitely. Right? I'm not going to say it like psychotically emotional. They understand the crazy in you. <laughs> no, but but really they, they are, right? And that's that's just a fact. Not, think, not about, think about this. Sorry to interrupt. But like, how many times has uh, a woman made you realize something about yourself that you didn't realize about yourself before as a man? Compared to how many times has a guy friend made you realize it? Whoa. Oof. Right? I'm thinking about it now. For me, it like the counter is way off. <laughs> it's so way off. It's, uh, the yeah. balance is tipped towards the women. Um, well, I mean, um, man, I'm thinking about like my friends and my family. And, and the thing is, I was a very closed up person. So I had like bad friends. <laughs> 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 that wouldn't, you know, I had that. And, and you know, 
yeah, man, I'm sad about my past life, you know, but no, it's, it's brought me to where I am today. So I'm very grateful. It's made you the person you are. Yeah. hundred percent. So, so no regrets whatsoever. But, but personally to me, it wasn't like that. I really wouldn't open up to anyone, not even my, my family, not my dad. My dad, I remember when I was like 12, 13, uh, and uh, obviously I bottled things way too much and my dad would take me on a cruise and he was like, listen, you need to talk. And I wouldn't, right. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't budge. I'm like, no. I'm not going to show you I'm a woman anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm already scared of insects and you think, oh. Ever since insects. Yeah, really. No, but, but it is part of that, right? So I started bottling my emotions up and I wouldn't talk to anyone about it. And my dad gave me advice that I didn't listen. I wasn't ready to listen to it. And he's like, listen, you can't keep bottling things up. You're going to explode. And Fairland, that's what happened. I really exploded and I hated not being control in control of my emotion. But it's only na natural. Like you build up pressure and it's going to pop like a pressure cooker example, really. And that's not healthy. So Definitely. I learned to bottle it even better. <laughs> and that wasn't good. And You'll still explode even worse. Man, I lost yeah. myself. I literally lost myself because yeah. it was too much. And finally, when I faced all my fears and I was completely vulnerable in front of everyone I knew, nothing to hide whatsoever, shame all over. Yeah. Right? That was when I found bliss. Ironically, the worst thing that ever happened to me was the best thing that ever happened to me, which is opening up being more quote unquote feminine and talking and letting yourself be emotional so you can clap out loud <laughs> <laughs> i clap for y'all no i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know what i mean like that's why i think having a balance between the two is very essential you need to be more like a man as i'm talking to the girls here obviously can't see <laughs> but and, and more men need to adapt that kind of emotional release and kind of letting their emotions go through just like women do don't you see it as like maybe completing each other the yin and yang so you've got the the yin and the yang, yang and the vice versa i mean isn't that what kind of like yeah and maybe it it's yeah. not so much yeah and it's not so much what the yang to your yin or yin to your yang and like a romantic partner but maybe within yourself there's those yeah, two things definitely. going off of that so there's this famous feminist author named bell hooks and she wrote something that relates to this and she says the first act of violence that patriarchy demands of males is not violence towards women instead patriarchy demands of all males that they engage in acts of psychic self-mutilation that they kill off the emotional parts of themselves ah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> deep very it's it's true though what i really liked about what Huck said, this idea of mutilating the emotions is, is it seems to happen at different layers. And so like when men, and correct me if I'm wrong, so my impression is that it's not so much that men are just incapable of expressing themselves. Like they're aware of their emotions and they can't express it. It goes deeper. So it's not so much just that, okay, I can't express this emotion. It, it's the fact that I can't even access what I'm feeling. Not understand it. I can't even understand it. Yeah, like... You can't translate it from emotion to like healthy words. positive yeah. action or words or into like a proper release yeah, a lot of men have a hard time translating that which is which is why even talking to some other people is very difficult right you don't want to kind of talk to someone about something and have them not understand it because they're not going to be able to help because they don't understand you're not going to be able to get through to them because you can't really translate it yeah. so it's like let's just okay let's just have a cruise and not talk about things and just kind of feel it out and and that's what happens to ground it a bit again in kuwaiti society there's this other question from the list which is do you think our society glorifies men who are violent or disrespectful towards women i don't know if i think i don't want it to happen i think partially yes but i also think that it's the absolute worst thing that you can do mm -hmm. i think it is not shamed enough as, as it should be in kuwait and I think uh, think it's fundamentally wrong that school. And thought. how do you think it shows up in our society? Do you, how do you think we glorify it? Families, yeah. man. How so? Families like sometimes tell the woman to just shut up and take it. He's your man. He's your husband. You're supposed to accept him. Seriously, mm, like yeah. like the whole. Uh, not all of them, obviously, but I've heard so, some stories. And, no, and that's the screwed up. It's okay. Yes, and yeah, screwed I absolutely up. do agree. Nobody should have to put You know, put if your that. own parents were supposed to, like, kind of shield you from this world and protect you when times, you know, like, are rough, even with a husband, like, no, you're supposed to take it from your husband. What yeah, the no, hell are that's, you talking no, about? That's wrong. There are these yeah. incidents that really make my blood boil. Yeah. It's absolutely wrong. Today, I was at Avenues, and I was just shopping, and then next to me, there was a couple, 
a man and a female and she was like shopping for herself and he looked at what she was looking at so everything she pulled out he would look at it and he would like let no put it back i froze i literally froze and i just looked at them and i looked at her and i was like are you okay with that mm. are you okay with this hus- your husband telling you that like no a lot of people might see that positively as if like oh igar aleha like no, he no, which no. means like he was... he's do you guys ever hear that like yeah, yeah, like I he yeah, like yeah. i think it's i don't know he cares right it's it's not, no, oh like he no, he gets yeah. je- like it's seen as such a positive yeah. thing when a man gets jealous mm-hmm. you know of his it's Where's... insecurities being shouted yeah. off the yeah. roof it's something it goes back to us as men not being able to translate our emotions well mm-hmm. how so because if a man is truly secure with himself he wouldn't need to tell his wife no exactly and then he he would like walk in front of her and she'd walk behind him and she would like obey what he was saying she she put the clothes and she just walked behind him and he's like yalla ta'ala and i was like if someone if my husband talks to me that way oh my god i no no yeah but but happening. she might have grown up in like a completely different household of like, course. like her femininity might have been conditioned on the fact that she obeys her husband and that's like, wrong it is. Like, wrong. like yeah. where where do you think you got the idea that that's wrong and she got the idea that that's okay? No, okay. Um I live in 2019. <laughs> and okay, yeah, but was... parents. Yeah. 100%. I think it's a bit of culture as well. Imagine you went up and said something. It's not my place. Of course it's not your it's place, not but place. like what do you think her reaction would be? It's like shut up. You know, yeah. you you don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. He's my husband. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you're not supposed to talk to him that way. It's almost like it's okay. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with this obviously. And it's and you shouldn't be. It's like you're not do you not want to be liberated? Um, also, a big part of it does go back to our culture as well. Our How culture, so? we draw a lot of our okay, I can't explain it without going into religion. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's it's exactly. very difficult because it's rooted in our culture that, yeah. and men like yeah, we're trying to about... avoid religion, guys, yeah, but yeah. we think it plays I, a huge part. 100%. I know that you two are quite progressive about these issues, but also I think it's important to use this space to talk about the larger society as mm-hmm. well. And I'm curious what what do you think of people who would associate masculinity with like protecting your wife? and being jealous and then you don't let other men kind of look at her and things like that. You go ahead, buddy. <laughs> you talk about All right. Um, I'll wait into the fire. Uh, <laughs> so in the construct of like a relationship, I think a little bit of jealousy is healthy. Obviously too much just breeds an unhealthy environment and uh, just breeds distrust between the two. But and protection and jealousy, and I think that's a very wrong way of uh, merging the two. Because you mentioned the man and protecting and man and being jealous. They're not the same, right? So I was going to say like masculinity is now viewed as muscular, not as, you know, resilience and love and protection. And resilience, love and protection, I feel like is is the way that we strayed from, right? And so no, you, you know, masculinity is great in a sense that you can be that resilient person, be that protector, be that lover, right, to the people you care about, whether it's, you know, men or women. But being jealous in any form, like not like you said like honestly it's a balance you know too yes. much of anything anything in excess is yeah. definitely bad for you so being a, a jealous and very overly jealous person is just a bad color on anybody yeah right okay so the thing with protection mm-hmm. is sometimes very oppressive misogynistic actions are are taken under the guise of protection and so it's like oh i'm protecting you which is why I'm not letting you leave the house or I'm not letting you dress a certain way or I'm, I'm protecting you. Like, I trust you, but I don't trust society. Mm-hmm. And it's this other form of misogyny. And so I think protection is not always a neutral, positive word. Like, I think sometimes it is kind of this well-intentioned, quote-unquote, way to also suppress women. I don't know. What do you guys think that's, about that? Um, okay, so that's just, uh, like, it's just when you love something so much, you don't want anything bad to happen to it, you know, whether it's, you know, your toy or your car, your phone, your image, you know, the people around you, your mom, your sisters, your girlfriend, your wife, okay, not girlfriend in Kuwait society, haram. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like you want to protect it as much as possible. And sometimes people do do stupid things in the name of love and protection. But but there are some like very clear things. You don't like smack a woman just because you're trying to protect her from her stupid thoughts. Right. You don't do that. You don't tell her what to wear and oppress her just because 
you don't want her you know femininity to shine out in front of the world she's only yours that's just this kind of just the wrong kind of protection and that's when you need to be educated and that's why we have these conversations nowadays and that's where why we're allowed to is because people did talk about it right so i noticed that you mentioned a lot of your female relatives like you're protecting your mom your sister your girlfriend your wife i did mention boys as well and you toys did. Oh, you mentioned boys and toys. And toys. Yeah, but but, I, but okay, going off of that, I'm curious. And I, I want to hear from Zuki and Hesla too. Do you think that women are trained with the same impulse kind of to protect as men? Yes. But I would say they are trained with the same impulse to protect using love rather than using a negative emotion or a negative energy. Yes, mm. Zuki. Whereas That's men, correct. it's, it's, it's how... more so masculine energy in terms of protection in olden times, has always been in the way of war, you know, very violent, very just very unpleasant, you know, literal. Yeah. Whereas yeah. think of a mother's protection. It's very loving. So that's the feminine. That's the feminine way of protection in our society that we're teaching in comparison to the other side of it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's my opinion. What do you think, Hessa? So the woman towards the men, the, the man, she's actually expected to to nurture because that's what society kind of labels her not as protection but like oh did you make food for your husband because like he's the kind of the protector he's the, the one protecting but she has to be like taking care of all of that and if anything is wrong in the household it's not the man's kind of fault it's the woman's kind of fault so that's how i kind of see it so what I'm hearing is that both genders have this impulse to protect, but the way that it manifests is different. So, yeah, definitely. So what's fascinating with the distinction you all made is, let's say, let's put both of those kind of impulses to protection to an extreme. So for a woman, if we push her way of protecting to its extreme, it doesn't lead to violence. Whereas with men, if you push that same impulse to protect, like the way that it manifests, it can lead to violence would you agree with that again okay. primitive thinking it's the same thing what do you mean by primitive thinking that's the ideology between like a masculinity and femininity right masculinity stems from being tough and strong and being out there and protecting killing the animals killing the people and bringing the food back home primitive femininity is it's nurture cooking feeding and making sure everyone's alive and you know making a house a home which i think is very powerful don't get me wrong they're both very powerful and very important just to move forward then, because the fact of the matter is we do live in a society that often sometimes legitimizes or even celebrates a certain form of masculinity. And so my my final question for all of you is, and it also comes from the, from the list, is what can you do to challenge toxic masculinity and outdated norms around male expectations? So my advice would be is to be vulnerable. Take that step and and explore the weakest part of yourself. And so masculinity isn't just about being the strong provider. It's about being the balanced kind of person. How can you be balanced without knowing, you know, all the good and the bad sides of you? So my advice would be explore yourself emotionally and you know, be honest with yourself. And I think you'll emerge as a stronger final product, my fellow man. <laughs> I definitely agree. More men need to be in touch with how they truly feel be and more feminine guys yeah like go out buy a dress and i'm kidding <laughs> put on some earrings sing girls just want to have fun but for real be more in touch with your emotions try to understand why you're feeling what you're feeling at that moment try to properly express and go through it and you'll like how it said discover a lot about yourself mm-hmm. you'll be stronger i promise you that what about you Hessa? what do you think is a good way moving forward to reduce toxic masculinity um stop trying to control women and oppress them in any way possible um and maybe learn a little bit from them <laughs> so yom qiyame uh, surprisingly like you know how you take your father's last name and you know your middle name is your father's name so yom qiyame you will like my name is khalid nader that's my dad's name you will be called upon as Khalid ibn Alia. That's my mom's name. So you're identified as, you know, your... What? That's news yeah, to me. Yep. And that's... It's just... It's right there, guys, if you read between the lines. 
women are very important. Sometimes, most of the time, way more important than a man, and the world would not survive with men. Thank with, you. you know, Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> My advice, be observant of the way society is expecting you to act. So try to notice it, and especially when it's being coded in a gendered way, and try to challenge it. To wrap this up, I would like to thank Belong Studios um, and Belong Co-working Space for having us here. And I would like to thank our guests Khalid and Zuki here. And um, <laughs> we hope you come back. <laughs> and Abdullah <laughs> and Lanoud for being there for us. Our sound people. Pretty much. And people taking photos of us. So thank you so much. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to us. Have a great day. And follow us on Instagram. Leave us a review on iTunes. And subscribe. And subscribe. See you next time. I just wanted to say a special thank you to Counterculture. Thank you for bringing to light topics that need to be discussed. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on the show. Yep. Thank you, girls. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.